You are Locked On Falcons Postcast, part of Locked On Atlanta on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Falcons Postcast, your home for the best Falcons talk. It's local insight. You can't get anywhere but here at Locked On. I'm your host, Tanitra Batiste. Alongside me are Jarvis Davis and Aaron Freeman. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, post your job or free for free rather at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. LinkedIn, of course, is the sponsor of this episode. And that's locked LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And of course, the Locked On Falcons Postcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Every day it's your team. Every day, except maybe if it's the Falcons. And here we go. What in the wide, wide world of sports happened today? It was a must-win game in Carolina. Everybody agreed that that was necessary to keep their playoff hopes alive, especially as you're looking over your shoulder and watching the Bucks potentially pull out a win, the Saints pull out a win. We're going to deep dive into some deets of this game and talk about what's next for these Falcons. But first, Got to let J.D. and Free give you their takeaways on this Falcons shocking 9-7 to loss. Jarvis, you said it simply. I was right. Yeah, I'm totally out on Desmond Ritter. I, I said it coming leading into this game because when you just look over where in his career, he's, t- he's, he's potentially going to turn the ball over at some point. Now, you, he may fumble it and you may recover it, but the fact that he continues to fumble and people start to try to bring that up, as far as with this weather and bringing up the weather conditions, the weather isn't an excuse. You knew what time it was when you game it up. The weather report comes out before the game. So you knew what that that was what you were faced with. And then, yeah, okay, let's take the weather out. Like, use any other game in this, in this season. He's fumbled in perfect conditions. He's fumbled in the in Mercedes-Benz. Last time I checked, weather doesn't come into there. You know, and they can close it when it's bad weather. This dude finds ways to lose. He finds ways to lose. And then, to be honest with you, the guy that's calling the plays too, he deserves some of this. So he, he deserves some of this smoke as well. For him to be calling on third and seven, you're running the football, and like, what is that? And you're playing to punt the football, like you right. just got the all-world defense, the Baltimore Ravens, Tony Saragusa and, and, and Big Sam Adams and Ray Lewis over there on that side of the ball. We're good. All we need is one touchdown, one score, and we're going to win this doggone game. That is ridiculous that you're putting your defense in that type of situation, that you're not yeah. going to even try. Like, at, there were at point, times and point times at this game, T, where I didn't know who was the 1-12 in 12 team. I didn't yeah. know which one. Which one? Who, who, was, who was the 1-12 team? I had no idea. No idea who that was. And, yeah, this is the type of game that I feel I felt in my soul that they were probably going to lose. Because yeah. of those situations I just laid out, the quarterback is going to find a way, and it mm-hmm. seems like Arthur Smith he found a way to lose this game too. It is yeah. this is all on both of those guys, both of them. Yeah. Ain't no yell. Let me throw B. John Robinson in there too. Hold mm-hmm. on the ball. Hold on to yeah. the ball. Hold on to the ball, man. Mm-hmm. There's no excuses. There's no excuse. This is a professional football game. This is not a high school game. Oh well, the weather got us and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You can you can throw that out there for high school, maybe even for college, but not professionals. Not professional. Right. You can put these guys in environments where you get you prepare these guys for that stuff, and they weren't, and they weren't prepared. It was a sorry game plan. It's just sorry. It's just ridiculous, man. Running a team out here like that—that that was ridiculous. Yeah. I hated watching this game today. 
Yeah, this was a tough watch because even to your point, Jarvis, you're on a third and seven and you choose to run. It seems like you were just already on, on your fourth down, right? And and right. already deciding what it is that you want to do to defend. And I think the other piece there is the polar opposite was a situation where you were passing the ball on what seemed to be an obvious run situation to the rest of us. So that piece was confusing. And like you said, when you throw a pick in the low red zone, at the five-yard line, last I checked, that wasn't a weather situation. That was a you situation. And we'll definitely talk about that in the deep dive. But, yeah, so many great points you made there. And, and Free, you know, when I was well, I was listening to it in part and watching it in part, and I was thinking to myself, I'm going to run off this road if I don't hurry up and park this car because of this foolishness. I mean, literally, it was like befuddling. I, I was so, so confused. And at times I was mad. At times I was scratching my head because I was confused. But Free, I think you might have it right. You're just over it. I am over it is what you told me. Yeah. I mean, you said it was a shocking result at the beginning. And I'm like, oh, it wasn't shocking. It wasn't <laughs> no, that shocking. No, that was such, yeah. That was uh that was me being sarcastic. Yeah, yeah. Cause it was like Going into this week, and like I remember doing the crossover with uh Julian Council of Locked On Panthers, and he's getting yeah. mad at me because like I'm down on this six win Falcon team, and he's out there covering a one win Panthers team. And I'm just like, in my head, I'm just like, there, you're not going to see a difference between these yeah. two teams on the field. Like Spider Man, that's Spider Man meme. <laughs> it's just going to be whether or not the Falcons make the plays in the fourth quarter to win the game. They didn't make those plays. Bijan fumbled late in the third quarter. It always seems like Bijan's fumbling in the second half of games and completely swinging the momentum of, of these football games, whether it was Houston, whether it was Minnesota, uh, and now this one. And then, you know, Ritter basically pulls his best Taylor Heineke because in that Minnesota game, Bijan fumbled late in the third quarter. Heineke comes back, next drive, throws a pick. You know, at least, you know, if you want to say anything about Ritter, hey, he waited until we got all the way down to the red zone before he threw the pick. He just didn't throw you're it on the red zone at that. Like, you're in, like, a true first and goal situation. So it's 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 one of those things. Like I just yeah, like I I, I wanted to believe that the, hey the Falcons might actually impress me and come out here and and take care of business and handle this one in twelve Panthers team and look like a a team that deserves seven plus wins uh, by taking care of business against the worst team in the NFL. But no, they didn't. They didn't do that. Didn't shock me. Pretty clear that you had one really good play in this game from John o. Smith on a tight end leak, and everything else, you know, you know, kudos to the defense, man. They play really well for three quarters, and then yeah. in the last five minutes they collapse, and it's yeah. you know, but like they shouldn't be in that position as Jarvis said yeah. to have to hold a team to under seven points in order to win a game, and that yeah. the offense is just not functional. So you know, yeah. as I said, I'm over it. You know, we got three more games left to play. You know, we'll see what what version of the Atlanta Falcons shows up for those three games. But, you know, I I ain't particularly invested in it. So, you know, I'm gonna keep getting these checks because you know I got to cover the team on a daily basis. But you know, do that. Clearly, I'm I'm checked out for the rest. Yeah. Of the oh no, and and I understand, and I think you know you hit the nail on the head. Like, yeah, your defense let you down on the final drive, but my God. You put him in a situation to have to let you down. If you had scored in that low red zone, then all they have to, you know, their job is a little bit easier because all they're doing at that point is just making sure that that other team doesn't go, you know, down the field. But at that point also, 
it's a 16 to six game. So you're not scoring, you know, you're not going to get two scores in the last couple of minutes in all likelihood, right? So that's where you kind of look at it and you say, or 14, I'm sorry, 14. But that's where you kind of look at it and you say to yourself, like, I can blame the defense, but then I can't blame the defense. And then you're looking at, like you said, Jarvis, game planning and, and just making good decisions. Like Drake London also had a couple good catches. Why is Drake London just getting the ball in the fourth quarter? Like, like why is that combination happening? just happening at when it becomes Jarvis, not critical, but like your back is truly against the wall. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing that I said, I think I even tweeted it out uh, earlier in the, early in the first quarter. I was like, okay, which team is going to decide, Hey, we're a professional football team and we're going to throw the football down the field because the way Carolina was selling out against the run and the way the Falcons had nine in the box. And I'm just like, dude, Somebody can get open. Somebody has something to get open. You saw the Carolina Panthers do it first. I'm just like, why? You know, just like me. So, and you can make a case for them being desperate, nothing mm-hmm. to lose, and, and um, interim head coach and all that stuff. They can they can take those chances and do it. But it's just it's just like Fred, you, the Falcons are trying to get to the playoffs. That's what I was about to say. But you, you can't like yeah, you, you can't be coaching for your job. Right, you cannot rush the credibility your 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 back is against the wall as well like you're in a situation where okay they're playing free because they have nothing to lose but in my opinion you should be playing like lights out because you do have something to lose so nothing conservative should be you know this should be an all-out like war like even if it looks like you're pouncing on a team that's vulnerable because they are one and twelve at the end of the day pounce on them do what you got to do. Matters. None of it matters because it's the NFL and any team can come up and look good, you know, on any given day. And also Jarvis and free. It's a situation where when you're playing a divisional opponent, it's still going to look different. There's still going to be a level of competition that that other team brings because you, you know each other. So if nothing else, the Panthers knew what to expect and they knew kind of how to manage it. And well, this is where we are. Yeah. We'll talk more about it, though, guys. We, we got to take a breather and a breath <laughs> and a pause because it's a lot. But we will be right back and we are going to deep dive into some more spaces and places of what went wrong in this game. This episode of the Locked on Falcons podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn. Now, you know, these days, every new potential hire can feel like it's a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and free. So you can add your job, which some individuals who are in Carolina today might need to do what on the other side of that, which is look for the job and be one of those qualified candidates. But if you're looking to add a job as a small business, use that purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, add it there and spread the word that you are hiring. The tools are simple. They have screening questions and it makes it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skill and experience. So LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to. And remember, they do it faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn dot com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right, guys, time to dive even further into this question. And it was something to where it was an organic one. So I'm just going to start out there and then we can deep dive even further. But I thought it was very interesting as 
we, the local media who covers this team very intimately and very closely each and every day, most were uncomfortable. Most were uncomfortable calling this game for the Falcons. Now, Free, you said it before. It's a one in 12 team. Jarvis, you said it before. It's a one in 12 team. So why in the Sam heck was everybody seemingly uncomfortable and nobody wanted to call this game in favor of the Falcons? It's it's pretty simple, T, because we've seen this team lose these games before, right? We saw this against Arizona. Well, where, yeah. You know, same thing. This is, you know, like there's no reason to think that the Falcons, as, as talented as you want to say, all, all the things you want, all the accolades you want to pour on this team, right? When when push has come to shove this year, and, you know, basically outside of that one game against the Saints coming out of the bye week, when they've had their sort of backs against the wall in a, you know, a, a position to to gain some momentum and, and you know, climb out of a hole or whatever, they always, you know, slip and, and crack their head open uh, on on the side of the hole or the, the, whatever the equivalent of that metaphor analogy is. But like this is what this team is like. So anybody who went into this game thinking, oh, the Falcons will take care of business hasn't watched the Falcons at all this year because this has been like four or five times this year where you went into a game thinking, OK, this is the week the Falcons take care of business. And outside of that Saints game, they have not taken care of business in any instance. Yeah. Yeah. And and to kind of add to that, Aaron, like we understand what this team is as an organization, too. Right. Like as from an organizational standpoint, not even just the regime. Like we've mm-hmm. seen this. Like, this is a problem. And yeah. to be honest with you, I know people calling for Arthur Smith head and all that stuff. Yeah, like, that needs to be on the table. It needs to be a conversation. Like, when Arthur Blank meets with, with Arthur Smith, like, hey, man, why should I keep you around? You know, because it's obvious we don't have the quarterback of our future, or the future, you know, under, under the center right now. That is clear and obvious. So I think right now, going going down this road, like there needs to be some type of proof that you can put together a game plan and score and be efficient. Like they haven't scored 30 points all year. Yeah. The, the, the head coach of the team is the offensive coordinator. The best unit on this team is the defense for a guy that you just hired this year. And he's a first year play caller. Yeah. So what's the problem? He got yeah. the talent. He was given talent and he's mm-hmm. working with what he's got. Your best defensive tackle on your team is down. David Onyemata is down. And they still figured out a way to hold his team to nine points. So, like I said, I go back to this. I will continue to say this. Weather isn't an excuse. So, yeah. what is Arthur Smith is going to – what is he going to do? What yeah. are you going to do? Because your game plan was weak sauce. It was weak. Third and long. Second and doggone five and six. And medium. You're running the ball. I don't get it. When they just stopped you for a loss, the previous play, why? Why are you doing that? You had one play, one play, like uh, Aaron brought up, that John o. Smith play. That was great execution, great throw by Jasmine Ritter. And then nothing after that, nothing, nothing. Like like one play, you come up with one play. One, the drive that you scored on, that was fine. That was perfectly fine. But mm-hmm. goodness gracious. Like, yeah, this this is this is super frustrating because like at the end of the day, I always thought that Arthur Smith, the first couple of years that I thought that Arthur Smith was a, a, a solid play caller. I really sure. felt like he yeah. called plays according to what he was able to work with. And, you know, that first year, they couldn't run the ball at all. So, hey, we're going to 
sit back and try to slang it around with Matt, try to get wins, which you totally mm-hmm. get. Second right. year, you know, you, you bring in Marcus Mariota. You want to kind of, you know, take advantage of the whole run game and then get the quarterback running the football and all that stuff, design runs and all that. You're able to figure out a way to get that out. But this year, with the quarterback that you chose, right. and 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 you're in the you have money to spend, that's no longer a, 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 a something that's holding you back. Right. And the, on the defensive side of football, you, the guy that you hired, he outshines you as a coach, as a play caller, a, a first-year play caller, outshines you. They yeah. the defense is the best unit on this team. After you 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 had a top 10 pick on a on a running back and a tight end and a wide receiver in the last three drafts. What are we really talking about here? Yeah. Why? Why is that the case? Why is your defense outshining you? Why? Yeah. That's what I'll be asked. That's that's the question I'll be asking if I was Arthur Blank. Why yeah. is this unit better than you? There's no yeah. reason why it should be. No. Right, because you can't have three second half possessions and two of them end in turnovers. And then you sit back and you say, okay, defense, save us. Like that's not a formula or a recipe for success. And it shouldn't be. And Jarvis, it's funny you mentioned it because I was going to mention the same thing. So I'm just going to co-sign on what you said, which is, yeah. It's almost like for everyone you went out and got on defense, you had a guy on offense. So, yeah, you went out and got Jesse Bates the third. I'm going to say, okay, you got you, – you drafted B. John Robinson. Okay, you went out and got Caden Ellis. You got Drake London, right? So it's like every time you went out and got a, a good guy, you got David Onyemata, you got Kyle Pitts. I'm no, I mean, I know he's not been 100%, but darn it. 80% of Kyle Pitts is better than a whole lot out there. So if this defense has all of these acquisitions through free agency, and then you've got all these would-be up-and-coming superstars uh, through the draft on offense, seems like to me you should be able to make that work and work in your favor for more than just seven points against a 1-12 and team. But, you know, free, interestingly enough, too, and I don't have a question more so than just throwing this out there to Jarvis and you because it was like um, – the juxtaposition of what we saw in the last two drives. So you're looking at Desmond Ritter, right? And the Falcons are driving down the field, three third down conversions on that fourth quarter drive. But what happens? It stalls on a turnover. He gets the ball intercepted in the low red zone. That that same five-yard line. Bryce Young drives his team down the field, three third down conversions on a fourth quarter drive. His team, his lowly one in 12 team, he then says to his running back, hey, don't get in, you know, don't go in the end zone. We're going to try to run some clock. And then they just run clock and run clock and run clock, kick it and win. The, the, the juxtaposition of those two final drives of the game, to me, tell the entire tale maybe of how this season has gone. Yeah, I, I don't have anything else to add to you. Like, yeah. it, you're right. Um, you, you look at what the Falcons did and marching down the field and then, you know, you just had a wide open receiver in Drake London and Desmond Ritter misses him and throws it directly to the team. And we've seen some bad interceptions from Desmond Ritter this year. That might be the worst one that he's thrown all year long. Um, and in a critical moment in a critical game, yeah. you know, this goes back to what Jarvis was saying at the top of the episode where that tells you, Hey, wh- how much hope should you have in him being the starter for this team moving forward? forward and we know Bryce Young has had a very rocky rookie season but mm-hmm. in a critical moment in a critical game you know you know I know there's only their second win of the season but you know they're just they're looking yeah. for something anything type of momentum to carry into yeah. the offseason 
And you saw Bryce Young make the throws, and, and that's going to be the reason why, you know, as, as rough a season as Bryce Young has had, there's going to be people that are wholeheartedly believing, oh, okay, there, there's something here. When we yep. get a, a brand-new coaching staff, they'll be able to, to figure it out. And meanwhile, the Falcons are going to be sitting here being like, you know, I don't know who's going to be coaching this team next year, but I, I know Desmond Ritter ain't going to be the quarterback for that team. And and if he is, then, you know, that's going to be a real big problem. And, and so despite one team only having two wins and the other team having six, like you can sit here right now and say, hey, Carolina's going somewhere. Falcons are just kind of circling the drain. Yeah, Aaron, and I just want to add to this. You know what? You know how I felt after that interception by Desmond Ritter? Remember last year when we did that postcast after that Thursday night football game? And Marcus Mariota threw that dog on bad boy as he was on his behind dang near, was, wasn't even looking at the defense, and he just threw that bad boy? Like, yeah. it literally looked like Desmond Ritter did a no-look pass and just threw it across his body. And I was just like, you, you were about to get sacked. You escaped the sack. Don't add to the issue because that was supposed to be a minus seven or eight on that play. Even if you do take the sack, you still yeah. have an opportunity to, to have yep. another play. It did get yep. a field goal. It did be the but you as you're going out of bounds, you decide to throw it across your body. And, yeah. and, and, and like nobody who nobody, even people on broadcast, they didn't know who you're throwing the ball to. Because yeah. it was three black jerseys right there. Three. And then your boy, who you normally throw the ball to, was there wide open. And I'm sitting if if I'm sitting here thinking about oh man, this is reminds me of this, and, 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 then, and, and then as 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 I'm thinking right now, who was doggone who was uh Desmond Ritter's comp coming out of the draft? Marcus Mariota. So we're we're looking at a younger version of Marcus Mariota. That's what we're looking at. Yeah, Arthur Smith. Love, he dealt with Marcus Mariota before. And you drafted a guy that's just like him. Yeah. So, yeah, man, people get fired for picking the wrong quarterback. I tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about what is next for these Falcons. When we come back, it'll be who got next. And that's a good question because who knows who got next. This episode of the Locked On Hawks postcast is also brought to you by FanDuel. Now, new customers right now can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150, but it's if your team wins. Now, if you've been thinking about trying out FanDuel, you know, it's kind of a dreary day here in Atlanta. So maybe this is a perfect time for you to be inside checking this out, getting in on the action now. The app is pretty easy to use, and you know I love a user-friendly app. There are a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. Again, real easy to find it, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, and FanDuel is your official partner of the NFL. Well, guys, it kind of feels like D-Day on some level because – here we are, six and eight. You got three games left. And granted, if you look at it from the perspective of you never know what could happen, right, until they're, quote, unquote, mathematically out of this thing. But I think it's felt kind of sort of like it was going that way for the last couple of weeks. Because remember, 
before the bye, we were talking about the good thing, which is the Falcons still have their destiny in their own hands. They come back and they beat the Saints and whoa, you know, now you really have your destiny in your own hands and you beat the Jets as well. But then you look wonky. You look a little shaky in that Jets game nonetheless. And then you actually lose out to Tampa Bay and now you come back and you lose to the Panthers. you got the Colts, a team that has been looking far better than most thought they would. you got them at home next week. Then you got the Bears in Chicago. Good luck with that crazy weather. And then you got the Saints in New Orleans. So Jarvis, I don't know if you want to, and I think maybe we talk about both. Part of it is what's next for the Falcons against these Colts. But free also part of it is what's next for the Falcons for the rest of this three-game season because this might just be the end of this this season. Yeah. Um this was the most winnable game that you had left, right? That regardless of the outcome of today's game and certainly today's game will impact it. But if you were, if I was a betting man and maybe I am because of FanDuel, um, you probably would have gone into these games, these next three games thinking the Falcons would be the underdog from, from a spread standpoint against the Colts, against the bears, against the saints on the road in that week 18 matchup. And so like now definitely, like there's no reason to think that the Falcons are going to win those games. They they certainly can. They're all winnable games. Every game for the Atlanta Falcons this year has been a winnable game. Um, True. Absolutely. You know, yeah. but yeah. like there's no reason for anybody to have, I think, optimism that, oh, they'll they'll figure it out. You know, oh, the, the Bucks and, and Panthers, you know, two of the weaker opponents on their schedule, like, oh, the, you know, those hiccups are nothing. And they'll they'll all figure it out in these last three games. So, you know, I, I think. They got to regroup. They got to circle the wagons. They got to do all the the metaphors and analogies uh, that we want to throw at them, and and basically finish this season on a on a hot streak, and just go out there and show people, hey, yes, we know we've been you know fooling around for fifteen weeks, but you know these last three weeks we're going to figure it all out because otherwise you know Arthur Smith's going to have some explaining to do at the end of the year. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking as well. This may not be as much, uh, Jarvis, as a playoff run trying to, you know, if they're still mathematically in it, but it may be less no, of a playoff. No, 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 We're not going to say that on on the, on, on the, can we not say that to you, please? Jarvis that's, was that's, very that's, that's, adamant that's, on that's, that's, locked that's, on Falcons that if the Falcons lose this game, we're not, we're not doing the mathematical. We're not, we're not, we're not doing that. Oh, we're gonna, okay. We're going to do away okay, with that, I'll, I'll that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, the team that with all possibilities in the world will not make it to the next level. Let's talk about that team. And let's talk about the fact that it's not about getting to the next level, but it is about, this might be an audition for some people Yeah. on the sidelines, maybe in the front office, maybe on the field on whether or not they're going to, these next three games might tell the tale for all of them on whether or not you see them at Flowery Branch next year. No doubt. And, and and my thing is, I'm glad you put it that way too, T, because here's the thing. Like, where is Arthur Blank right now? Like, as far as, not physically, well, like mentally. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, this is something that, you know, what people will put out there or, well, you know, Arthur Smith is safe unless it goes off the rails. You know, we had that come out, you yep. know, this week. I'm just like, all right, okay, where did that come from? Yeah, but and definition you, of off the rails, by the way. Like, what does that mean? Like, because you know who defines that? Arthur Blank. And if 
And I know a lot of times, like, oh, if he doesn't lose the locker room, that was the thing for Dan Quinn. Yeah. If, if he start losing locker room, he might lose his job. But do you really want to wait around for that? <laughs> you know, because like essentially you you you're allowing the players to say to make that decision. Like, all right, all right, players, y'all make the decision for me. Because I really feel like this is the op- this is the time for Arthur Smith to say, all right, I need to figure out why my offense hasn't been able to produce. I, I think that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. Regardless of who's that quarterback, regardless of who's getting the most touches on uh, as far as running the football, regardless who's getting the most targets in, in the passing game, you need to figure out why his offense has been mediocre ever since he took over as a head coach. It's been mediocre. Regardless of salary cap space and uh, level of talent that's on, on the offense, the offense has not done well since he's been here. Yeah. And that is a problem. And that's one of the reasons why you got this job, because of the job that you did prior to coming here. So this is something that needs to be discussed. Like, that's what's next for for me. Arthur Blank figuring out where he is mentally on how he's going to judge Arthur Smith. Are you giving him a pass for the first two years? Because everybody else has. Everybody say, oh, no money. We ain't got no money. So, you know, he's doing the best that he can. But... At the end of the day, it's about results. And this is year three. And the, the right. game plan you know, was year three, we're going to compete. And right. But you know, Jarvis. This is not competing right here, here, team. Yeah. And I was thinking, too, that the one thing we have not talked about is, and granted, it is more on Arthur Smith, but Arthur Smith and Terry Fonda were kind of a package deal. So this that's why I said front office as well. Like that hot seat, I don't think it just stops on that sidelines. No, no, no doubt, no doubt. And because here's the thing, like, is Kyle Pitts talented? Have we seen him produce? You know, is Bijan Robinson talented? Have we seen him produce? Is Drake London talented? Can we? Has he been able to produce? You know, the, right. the free agent acquisitions, have those guys produced? Like, right. I think most of the questions to answer the question is yes, T. Right? Right. Yeah. And then you go to the other side. And no, it's a good it's a good point because you go to the other side and we're starting to see the good things coming out of Arnold Evacati, right? And we see, I'll say Richie Grant, I'll give him a solid. Definitely we'll give it's Richie Grant a solid. Run, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, exactly. it's coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so that that's going to be an interesting question as well because Terry Fontenot went out and got you the talent, but you're not delivering on it. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how this wraps up. Well, speaking of wrap up, that's what we're going to do. We're going to put a bow on this show because, well, I don't know. Uh, what do they say? Lipstick on the pig? Yeah, so that's what it feels like. No lips. Yeah, yeah, we just went ahead and called that pig in the dirt what that pig in the dirt was. But don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel where we have so much more interesting commentary in addition to what you heard today. And if you want to hear more, because, of course, we need 24 hours just like you guys to actually decompress and figure out what in the heck happened. So come back tomorrow for the Atlanta football party. We'll have also our Macaulay. Falcons, Falcons, we'll talk about it tomorrow.